I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone and welcome to Come for Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley, food writer, cook and serial dinner party host. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe. And if you enjoy it, rate it, review it, and tell your friends as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, everybody, and thank you so much for coming for tonight's Come for Supper live at Soho House. I am Alexandra Dudley, and I I love a dinner party, so I thought it'd be really fun to sit down with people who I feel are inspiring and interesting and chat to them a bit about life and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. So tonight we have a really incredible guest who I've been excited about interviewing for quite a while now um an incredible chef also a tv host for 10 years now actually of master chef this is the 10th year and a tv host of other programs she's also a mother she is the wonderful monica galetti welcome monica galetti thank you for having me <laughs> hi everyone <laughs> so thank you for coming where have you come from this evening I've, I've actually just literally got off a, a motorbike taxi. I've been filming um, the next series of uh, MasterChef Professionals. Um, so I've dropped in to do this, and then I'll be back into, into the restaurant for service tonight. Wow, that's incredible. And I'm really grateful that you've come here. And also cool that you came on a motorbike taxi. That's quite cool. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty cool. But it's the best way to, to get through London in traffic. I mean, yeah. I, I live in South London. Um, the studios are up in Stratford near Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, I need to be there for seven. It would take me like two hours and, and a bit to get there. And the motorbike taxis, we can do it in like 55 minutes. Great. Um, dodging the traffic. So it's, it's the best way to, to get around, guys. Pretty cool. I think we all need to invest in, in a motorbike taxi. It's definitely going to be on my bucket list, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so and then you'll go back to the restaurant. Yeah, I'll be back into, into the restaurant for tonight. Yeah. Which, so I'm gonna, we're going to chat about that, which you own with your husband. So yes. how is that? running a business with your partner brilliant we're still married yeah um, <laughs> good nah. no it's you know it's it's it's, it's been great and uh, my husband uh, for those of you who don't know david is um was the head sommelier at the gavroche where we met um so he was the perfect um partner to, to have with me and when i'm not there you know i know that 110 percent he's got eyes on everything and and vice versa and then we can balance the business with our daughter as well. Yeah. So we take it in turns to, to have evening, evenings with her. Nice. Yeah. So you are a very busy woman, as, as we all know. Do you ever have time to entertain? Do you like entertaining at home? Yeah, I love to entertain. I, 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 David and I, we don't have any family here in, in the UK. So our, our handful of friends are like our family, you know. And because we have such busy lives, it's really nice to be able to get them at home. And, and also, you know, the privacy of, of having friends at mm-hmm. home in a sort of safe territory to, to entertain and, and do what you want. 
So what's a bit of a signature dish? What do we get when we come for supper at Monica Galletti's house? You know, we like to keep it simple. Um, I think being in, in the restaurant industry where, where food is so refined and, and, and what we do, you know, we love no, nothing better than, you know, a nice side of salmon yeah, uh, nice. grilled on the barbecue, for example, or a rib beef. Um, you know, hispy cabbage just, just seasoned and, and wrapped into a foil, whack it in the oven for a bit. And of course, some, um, you know, really good wine to go with it. Yeah, that's the benefit of having as many as husband. God, I couldn't do without it. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever use it as a time to kind of test out recipes or do you sort of keep kind of work home No, no, separate? Um, we do keep work and, and home we try to keep it very separate because of our daughter's sake. So, you know, if we have issues with the restaurant, we try not to discuss them during our daughter's time, you know, we yeah. sort of take it outside of, of our home. But testing, yeah, my husband and daughter love it, you know, because yeah, um, being able to test things at home. And I've, I have a kitchen that I've built, um, you know, specifically to be able to, to test things Proper out kitchen. when I'm home. Yeah, it's, it's a nice one. Nice. So let's go back a bit. So you were born in Samoa and then you moved to New Zealand when you were quite young, Right? Yeah, I was born in Samoa and... Uh, That's how you say it. Terrible. My in <laughs> there we go. It's, it's all right. Um, I um, thought it would be the restaurant, but it was, <laughs> it was that. You know, I think my, 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 my family wouldn't forgive me if I couldn't pronounce where I was from. <laughs> but so you have an excuse. Um, born in Samoa and uh, moved to New Zealand when I was about eight, nine years old. And that yeah. must have been different, was it? Really, I mean, do you really remember it? So, yeah, absolutely. You know, coming from a really hot tropical island to suddenly having to, to wear long sleeve... Uh, clothes, having to learn to speak English, wow. um, you know, and then suddenly not fitting in. Um, but in, in saying that, my older brothers had moved with my parents a year or two before my sister and I, so they knew how to speak English. So I think it was easier for us to, to learn, um, knowing that the boys could. And what was it that led you, led you into the kitchen? Because you, you kind of had a love for it for a long yeah, time. Yeah. You were doing well, stuff there. In the, in the Samoan culture, the girls are, are taught to, to cook. Uh, at a really young age because, you know, we are the backbone of family and without us, men would just starve. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's the same for today, I have to say. <laughs> no. Thank I, God you know, for your say My brothers are really good cooks <laughs> as well, but the women are taught to cook yeah. at a really young age. Um, so I just loved it. And, you know, and the fact that when the family come around and all the gossip happens in the kitchen and you just wanted to, to be a part of the atmosphere... Um, and also being the elder girl uh, in the family, um, I had to learn to, to cook and support my, my siblings when mum and dad were working at a very young age as well. So it was very natural for me. Um, I then went on to, I always wanted to, to work in hospitality. Um, and as a part of that, you had to spend time in the kitchen. And this was just after college. And I walked in there and I thought it was magic, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it was what I wanted to do forever. And, and seeing, you know, the, the lecturer piping chocolate decorations, I'd never seen that before and I just thought, I want to be able to do yeah. that. You know, I just loved everything about it and I haven't looked back since. And you went, so you went to catering, catering college mm -hmm. in, whilst you were there yeah. and, you know, you won lots of awards and had a very successful time and then you moved to London and famously had your first job with Michelle Rue Jr. in La Gavroche. Yeah, I mean, in, in New Zealand, I, I started cooking and uh, got a job at what was fine dining um, back then. And um, I remember I was reading an article in, in one of the places I was working at, and, and a colleague, uh, he was there, and um, he saw me reading this article, and it was about a chef um, in New Zealand who had represented New Zealand in, in one of the competitions. And he looked at it, and he said, you've got to be kidding if you think you can do that. And I think because of him, you know, it sort of ignited a fire that said, you know, for me that I wanted to do it. So I went on to, to compete and represent New Zealand about three, four times internationally. How old were you at the time? 
Uh, very young. <laughs> I, I think it was, it was in my sort of 20s, early 20s, yeah. 20, 21, uh, when I started doing that and just thrived on the competing and the traveling that, that came with it. But, you know, it didn't come easy. I would work and then train in the evenings, um, you know, after work or I'd go in before work. You know, my, my chef would, would set out, you know, a box of ingredients for me to practice with. Or I'd come in hungover terribly on a Sunday morning, <laughs> you know. He'd be upset because of the three hours late, uh, you know. Um, but it didn't have to do it, but it was something I really enjoyed doing. Um, and so with that, I did so well that I sort of found that I wanted to learn more and I wasn't being given the opportunity to do so in New Zealand. Um, so I came to the UK uh, for some training for competing back in uh, 96, I think it was, and fell in love with London and the fact that you could access um, Europe so so well, which they're trying to ruin now with Brexit. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I just love that you could nip over to Europe whenever you wanted. It was so easy, especially coming from New Zealand so, mm. so far away. So I went home, um, saved some money, and came back um, in 99, and I planned to stay for a year. Um, and it's just gone 20 years yeah, <laughs> since, wow. since I've been here. So whilst I was traveling throughout to Europe, I wanted to, I'm a bit of a planner, I like to make sure that, you know, when I get to the next place, I, I've got something sorted. And uh, I wanted to come back to London and make sure I had a job ready to go to. So I sent my CV off to Raymond Blanc and everyone, and Michel Roux, uh, Junior was the first to reply, and I think at the time I was I was just leaving the Channel Islands and then heading to France and then to 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 Holland, and uh, I took the job. I had no idea what a first commie was. Um, I, at this point, I was already cooking like chef de party level, yeah. and first commie was like the lowest of the low. You know, I never knew that existed, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that was the position I took. But I also knew that for me to be better, I had to start at the bottom. Um, and, and that's where it started for me at the GAV. It was quite, I mean, it still is a male-dominated industry, but it was heavily male-dominated back then. Was that a challenging environment to work in, as well as being, you know, in a new country again? Yeah, at times. You know, I, I remember my, my first day starting walking in, and I got a wolf whistled by a group of guys. But, you know, I What'd have... What do you do? Well, I have three brothers. What do you think I was going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, I think... Um, you know, and it was tough. And, and back then, I mean, this is for 99, um, all the girls used to st be put straight into pastry, yeah. no matter what you did. And I, you know, I did all the hot sections and that. And I started the same day with, with a Dutch guy. And he went into the starter section. He was a pastry chef, you know, and I got put in pastry. So that sort of wound me out for a bit. And um, <laughs> I met Michelle, I think, in the first week, you know, and coming from New Zealand, you're just so raw and so fresh. And, and he was like, oh, hi, how are you? So are you married? Do you have kids? And, <laughs> and he was like, yes, I have a daughter. And I was like, oh, I'm just, when am I going to the starter section? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, um, you know, lo and behold, three weeks later, he put me there, and boy, did I regret it. I wish I was back in pastry. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, but no, it was such amazing training. Yeah, you rapidly moved up, up in the ranks. See, it took time, I think. <laughs> you know, um, it, it was tough, you know, and I have to say, male-dominated, you know, it's very physical. Yeah. Um, you know, the work that you've got to do, you know, depending where you are, if you were on, a, on, the, on the canopy section, you had to do what was called the dry store run first thing in the morning, and that meant, like, going outside, carrying in 25 kilo bags of sugar yeah. and flour, you know, um, for, for all the sections. And, you know, slowly over the years, you know, it was sort of acceptable to ask for help. Yeah. But back then, it was almost like if you couldn't hack it. Then you, you know, couldn't do it. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it. And you had to prove that you were as 
strong and as tough as the guys, if not better. Um, I, I think for me, having, you know, coming from, from a household where I have three brothers, mm -hmm. it, it put me in a sort of good stead to, to cope, I think. And I get on really well working with, with the guys, um, you know, but it was always about being a better chef for me. You know, once you put a jacket on, you're a chef and yeah. gender should not be a part of it. Yeah, that's really nice thing to say. Um, and then 2009, MasterChef. Oh, eight. 2008. Yeah. Wow, so it's, a, it's, it's 11 years. Year. It's your yeah. 11th year. Yeah. I, I should change that on Wikipedia. I'll have to email them. <laughs> um, <laughs> that Was that always on the agenda? Was TV on the agenda? Did you ever think about that? I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, another big thing that some people just do for their life. And you just, yeah. it's like an additional for you. It is. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's a side thing. On yeah, the, side thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a big side thing. Yeah, I suppose. But I'd never planned to do television, you know, um, I remember when Jamie Oliver had started, yeah. you know, everyone in the industry was like, celebrity chef, what a joke, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and look at Jamie, he's done amazing. Yeah, and, and Nigella. And Nigella, Nigella. Love I Nigella. grew up, didn't I, Nigella sort of made me love, I made me want, I wanted to be Nigella. I We're still kind of wanted to be Nigella. Last year. We had a ball, yeah, that's but cool. that's like, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was just different times then. I never dreamt of, of doing television, but um, MasterChef came to film at the Gav one of their amateur series, yeah. and um, they really loved, or the producer really loved how uh, the Gav worked, and so the idea of a professional MasterChef was born there, and so it started with Michelle, um, and on the following year, the BBC wanted a bit more of it, but Michelle could not commit the time, so they suggested that he bring in someone that knew him personally and, and, and also worked with him, so Michelle selected about five of us, um, and some ex-chefs as well um, from, from the GAF um, to go for, for a trial, you know, that, that they do. So it's almost like a pretend filming day where you're standing there with Greg farting and what have you. <laughs> um, you know, on the first day with Greg, I was like, Jesus Christ, who was this man? Um, you know. <laughs> Had you watched it? Had you watched it before? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no. you're a busy woman. So. I mean, I knew what it was. Yeah. The, the amateur series and that, but no, it was not a show that, that I watched. But, um, you know, I got to meet Greg and actually he's actually a really lovely guy underneath all that farting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so we did it. There were five of us and I just didn't think it would be anything. I mean, Michelle just said, you know, be yourself and act like you do in the kitchen. Um, and uh, I remember like a month or late or so later, the producer rang to say that they wanted me to, to do it and nearly throwing up when she, you know, she told me, I was like, oh my God. Um, and for me, television, you know, you, you're hearing of all these issues that you have with it. And I think when you're not prepared for it, it's, 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 it's a really different world to be a part of, you know. Um, this was in the beginning of Twitter and, and, and social media, yeah. you know, and I started um, MasterChef and I was being the, the tough chef. So, you know, television was something that I had to learn how to adapt to, you know, um, things that you say in the kitchen shouldn't be said on television, <laughs> you know, because they, they take it literally for, for yeah. what you say. You know, you can't say, you know, you do that again and I'll hit you a chopping board. People think you really do that, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we, we learn really quick that you don't say things like that on, on TV. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, I think, if anything, it's taught me to be more patient yeah. Um, with with the young chefs coming through, and you know what, 
if they don't know, they don't know. You just can't get upset anymore. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, 10 years on. But uh, it's been exciting to learn about the new talent or discover the new talents of chefs that, that have come through. I think that's what I love most about it is, is when you, you discover a talent and uh, you see them really get confident. And once right. they find that confidence or approval of, of that, uh, the fact that we like what they're doing, they really take off, you know, and, and what they're going to achieve is just pretty amazing. And I like to be a part of that. Yeah, I think also the production, I think, of kind of television, there's so many more people involved than you see. Often, like, there is a plate of food when, for, as a kind of diner, it just comes and, you know, you don't really have any idea of how many kind of people it's gone through and how many elements. And it's similar with watching television. There's producers and there's script people and there's gaffers and there's light technicians and there's the guy that's, fixing your hair and doing your your makeup so i think that there's god i don't have that guy <laughs> i don't want have that, that guy, guy. <laughs> 10 years i've been asking for that guy but damn then, you bbc <laughs> but there must be there must be a slight synergy between i think the kind of production value level right. that goes into yeah. kind of a kitchen and also i think in producing television because it is this final this final piece that's it's, very it's, true and it's almost like coming back to a family you haven't seen yeah. in a while I mean, you've obviously tried a lot of food, some of it on television, and I'm sure you've eaten out a lot. Has there been a particular dining experience or even better, a dinner party um, that has really stuck with you? You know, I... I, I Many, I'm sure. Yeah, um, and I think for me, I'm so busy, you know, everyone is, is, is busy, but I uh, very rarely get time to appreciate with uh, friends and, and family. So... You know, like I say, we have a, a handful of friends which are like family. And, and for me, it's about enjoying the moment and then the people that, that you're with. And I think we often take it for granted when we do dine out with, with friends, you know, and family that we concentrate so much on, on what's in front of us and the plates and that, yes, enjoy it. But if I was to just focus on what I'm eating and picking it apart, it would ruin the whole mm. evening, you know. And uh, I think time is so precious, you know, you just enjoy it. If, it, if it's really bad, okay, there's an issue, yeah. but you can forgive a lot. And it's about, you know, just taking time out uh, and, and enjoying that time with friends and, and family because once you leave that restaurant, it's back to reality, mm -hmm. you know. So um, it's, I have these friends, Sivano and, and Irene. They're like um, they're parents uh, for me. And uh, Sivano was like the, the head of the Gavroche front of house godfather. Um, we pick up with the mistakes. So they're like family to, to us. So we have turns cooking at each other's home. Nice. Um, like come dine with me. Yeah, yeah, without the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no one judging. <laughs> um, uh, and there's a whole lot more alcohol involved. Um, you know, so it's, it's just things like that, you know, just uh, having a nice home-cooked meal together. Yeah. You know, maybe taking the dogs out for, for a walk and the kids are, are playing around. And those, for me, are the precious moments that I enjoy for supper and, and times with friends and family. Nice. Yeah, I'm similar. I think a lot of people are similar in, the, in that. And where do you get your inspiration? It's a boring question, but where do you get your inspiration for cooking? In the restaurant and outside the restaurant? So many places, you know, from the seasons when asparagus are coming yeah. in, for example. They're the easy inspirations. But also conversations, you know, or a memory. Um, you know, or I'm talking to my sister and we'll have a joke about something that my mom used to make. And then I think, actually, I want to try and remake that. Um, you know, so memories about food um, as well. Uh, or I'll eat at a friend's house. I have a friend who makes amazing curries. 
you know, so I, I sort of take some of the spices away from me, you know, from, with, from him and then sort of adapt that to, to my cooking. Travel mm -hmm. is a huge thing for me. Uh, I love learning about other cultures, um, you know, like uh, in Oman, uh, learning how to make the, the flatbreads that, that yeah. they do there. And when I was in Morocco, uh, we spent time in, in, in the markets. So I made my own Razalanud. You so know, cool. Yeah, you know, so just things like that. But, you know, South America and the guinea pigs, that's not going on the menu. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just I've heard that about one. that. that was, we're that just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a dish, the mushroom and marmite tortellini. I'm not sure if it's on there at the moment, but it's been, you know, it can't, it's got it. It's probably got its own Wikipedia page by now. Where where, where did that come from? I mean, the obvious. The yeah, well, um, being from New Zealand, we have our yeah. own marmite, I'm sorry to say. I personally think it's better um but if i really have to i use the, the british one. yeah <laughs> but um so it's just you know uh again you know something that i love and god i, I eat too much of it um, marmite yeah um so i wanted to to use it on 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 the menu and you just find that uh, marmite with the right amount has this umami sort of flavor of taste to it and a match of mushrooms, it, it works. And, you know, and it depends on the season. And, and so I have a play. And it was basically about making Marmite stay on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> pumpkin's coming. <laughs> Marmite's <laughs> having know? a moment, though. There's Marmite butter. I mean... Yeah. People love yeah. it or they hate yeah. it. Love I it or hate but it. But I tell you what, I've turned a lot of people into <laughs> Marmite lovers. lovers, you know, and, and I like that. I like it when people try something, yeah. you know, and, and they like it. But it's not in your face Marmite, you know, like I like it. It's just, it's very subtle and it's there and people are quite surprised that it's nice. I do, um, I dehydrate it as well I make, and turn it into a salt. So I use it on popcorn in, in the bar. That's yeah. cool. Definitely need to come into that. I, I love Marmite. My chefs wouldn't say that. They're like, God, chef. Labour of love. Do you have any rules for on the plate? Like definite no's, like gels, like excess frill or kind of, you know, is there anything you really hate seeing on a plate? You can be when you go to a restaurant when you're judging something or something you see and you're like instantly like not going to like it because of that on the plate. Um, I mean, ingredient wise, I, I can't cope with um, okra. You know, oh my god, I love oak. Oh god, it's slimy. It's like, oh, my god. oh no, really, Devil's love born. it. Oh, wrong. Um, my so mum ate it when she was pregnant with me, so I think that's that's probably why I like it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well done, mum. Okra baby. <laughs> 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 okay, interesting. So note no, to self: do um, not cook nose, that for you. Nose on plates. Um, you know, hot food on glass plates. Um, yeah. is, is, is a pet hate um, you know square plates uh, or slate sorry, slates yeah been and gone aren't they yeah, yeah so I, I you know each to their own it's just yeah. good to know you know I'm planning you know, to as have long you as over, you know, so. my steak is cooked well and not putting micro salads on, on my steak I'm good yeah see yeah. I thought I thought it was going to be something like that the micro yeah. salad thing I love micro salad but, but it's, it's, it's a, a place for it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so, <laughs> yeah it's all coming out um so we're in a time when plant-based eating is definitely on the rise, I think. And, and we're all very aware that we need to eat less and less meat. I know that you have a vegetarian tasting menu. Are you seeing a kind of rise, a rise in the plant eaters? Are people kind of more interested in it? Or are you not in the restaurant just out of interest? Or is it you know, you're not really seeing it? I've always had uh, a strong following of, of vegetarians. So that's not been new. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To me, I think it's more the allergens. Yeah, um, that's a bit that's, of a that's, ball that's on the rise, isn't it? Or yeah, ball ache. Good. I've work. done. I've that's done a lot of supper clubs where people are like, oh, "I'm gluten free." Yeah, I know. That's we're brilliant. allowed to do that. We're allowed. Okay. To, we're allowed to wear. We're allowed to do it. Okay. And people are gluten free, but then they'll eat the tar or they're dairy free, but they'll eat the ice cream, and it's it's it's, it's irritating. Say I sympathise with sister, it. Cause I can't, but you know, you know I do. Just, I, you know, just, we all have kind of there. like problems and tummy problems, but God, it's it's a bit. It's a bit. I think of a it is that you know because in kitchens you take it so seriously. Yeah. You know, someone says that they're vegan. They're vegan. So we go out of the way. Yeah. You know, to make sure nothing's crossed contaminated, you know, and, and nut allergies and dairy allergies. You know, you have to respect yeah. it and do your best. But, you know, I had a vegan in uh, a table of four who came in and he leant across the table and ate the venison tartare. Oh, my you know, God. Now, that pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, exa- that's know, what I mean. Like, it's, r- you know, <laughs> it's rude. You've gone to you know, all the effort. Um, you know, that seriously does <laughs> wind me up. You know, I'm sorry. You know, either, you know, that or you're not, you know. So I will go out there. And when I'm doing the tour, I, you know, my husband's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. You know, don't say anything. And I was like, so you ate the venison tartare. And you would be vegan. How does that work? You know, and he was like, you said it, didn't you? <laughs> like, you know, because... We go out of our way to yeah. make sure, you know, it, it's what they ask for, you know. And anyway, that's one of little thing. So <laughs> what would you cook for a vegan supper then? What would be... So let's do two things. Let's do something really technical and complicated and then let's do something really simple. Because it's interesting from a kind of a top chef what you would cook for a vegan banquet. For a vegan banquet? Yeah. God, that's a big ask, yeah. isn't it? We can just do the main course if you want, but I want like <laughs> hardcore technical stuff and then we can do the kind of simple mates at home. You know, I, I have a few vegan friends, you know, um, which is it was just nice and they do amazing stuff. So I've learned a lot There's from There's amazing them. stuff yeah. you can do. So, you know, things like um, chicken of the wood, no. Not chickens in the woods, but, you know, it's a mushroom. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a mushroom. Is that um, the really fat 
mushroom. Yeah, and then, then the tail, of, it looks like a tail of, of a chicken. It's yellow. They're beautiful, really meaty okay. mushrooms. Um, so I probably sort of, you know, braise those down, mm -hmm. you know, so it's sort of all compacts together. Um, smoke it, something like that, you know, uh, do a nice sort of vegetable emulsion that goes through it. You know, there's, there's ways to do it. You can make... You know, nice sauces that, that have a nice froth by using things like aquafaba. Yeah, you know, aquafaba is a magic, I know, it's, weird it's ingredient. I use vegan for vegan um, desserts. Yeah, you know, like um, like so mousse. Yeah, well, parfaits as well. Yeah, parfait. You know, so I make mousse, you make yeah. parfait. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, so yeah, I would probably do you know a berry parfait using aquafaba yeah. for 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 vegans. You know, so there's way. I think I like the challenge of it. Yeah. You know. And what about something really simple, vegan, plant based? Something really simple. Um, I think, you know, a nice salt-baked celeriac. Yeah, nice. Um, or a celeriac uh, done in, in like a pasta. So you, you, you I mean, you literally just like with a peeler, make a massive, you know, roll yeah. of it and then cut it down like pasta and do a nice sauce to, to go with it. D um, doesn't Michelle Rue Jr.'s daughter, her restaurant in Notting Hill has a dish that is that? Is it the, vegan? It's well, I'm not. I don't, I don't think, it's think it's vegan, but it's made. It's, it's made yeah, like it's, that it's with very celeriac. Italian. I've had it's, it. It's very it's, Italian. Okay, fine. It's got yeah. cream, but it does the celeriac thing. <laughs> it's delicious. I get vegan. Yeah, you really <laughs> need to sort it out, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I did see something the other day that was really clever, where they had grated a macadamia nut on this kind of hispy cabbage slaw with oyster mushrooms and a kind of nutritional yeasty sauce, and it was really rich really meaty and then the grated macadamia nut was kind of like parmesan it gave this kind of parmesan illusion and you watched the chef grate it on it was kind of wetting my appetite it wasn't as salty as parmesan you but found that hot well I, you know i found it i found it you know it was definitely <laughs> sensual like i definitely wanted to eat it <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to get macadamia nuts next time you're in. <laughs> or come great at your table, set you on fire. <laughs> and what about mess ups in the kitchen? Yeah. Because we've all had them and us amateur cooks are dying to know, has there ever been a time? I'm sure that you've had mock ups in the kitchen, but when was the most kind of catastrophic shit moment that you obviously kind of pieced together seamlessly? Me, myself? Yeah, you yourself. Bloody hell. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're going back. Um, I was cooking for Alberu, uh, Michelle's dad, uh, at, uh, at the dinner for, for chef. And I had a chef that I was training on, on the meat section. So whatever he did wrong, my fault. Um, so sort of So I was with him. And it was a busy service. Well, uh, and you'd... Chef Albert loves these uh, chicken wing dishes that, that, that he orders, especially last minute. You know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like in. And if he's in a really good mood, he takes extra home for the dog. Um, <laughs> no, he does. Well-fed dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well-fed uh, dog. Yeah, it's a really round dog. It, every one of them have been round. Um, uh, yeah, and I remember, I think I left this guy alone and, and went somewhere else to help someone and came back and he had burnt Chef Albert's chicken. So... I quickly tried to get it going. It was in the pan, and Chef was like in the past going, where's my chicken? And I'm like, it's coming, Chef! And I was like in the day, I go, oh my God, how Mary's coming. It's like, it's not cooking. And then uh, we had to send it, and Michelle was like, give it to me! And I was like, okay, take it to him, but get ready, you're going to get kicked out the kitchen, man. I was like, oh my God. So he took it up, and then Michelle was like, threw it back across the pass. And he was like, you want me to serve this to my father? I was like, no, Chef, he wants to serve it to your father. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, but uh, that was probably one, one of the worst, yeah. Gosh, but you survived. To yeah, tell the tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I went back to work the next day. <laughs> Rung in sick, no. <laughs> 
So uh, um, I just wanted to know, I mean, I know we're still in a male-dominated era in the kitchen, but we have some wicked females pushing their way through. And I know that you have a kind of female-dominated kitchen, which is more and more kitchens are working that way. Have you got any female chef idols or people doing things in food, women especially, that you are kind of looking up to or sort of looking down to and being like, you're awesome? No, hugely. Um, I think Anne-Sophie Peake, um, for those of you who don't know, who is based in, in France, is such an, an amazing woman and, and how she looks at food and is so calm. And I think she has been a huge inspiration for me. You know, um, Anne-Sophie comes from a family of, of Misha. Um, you know, I think over the last hundred years, the, the wow. you know, three generations. So her grandfather had three Mishla and her father had three Mishla. And the story goes that Anne-Sophie didn't want to, to, to be a chef. She wanted to do sort of management and, and business studies, but was always raised around the kitchen. And so she left to st go study in, in America um, and then found that actually she was really homesick, uh, rings her dad up and says, Dad, I actually want to come back and, and be a chef. And Dad said, okay, but I have to train you. She was like, brilliant, I'll do it. She came back, and I think Dad died like three months of a heart attack um, afterwards. But what happens there is what really inspires me is she was then forced out of the kitchen by the male team that were running the, the, the restaurant for her family, um, you know, back into, into the front of house. And it took her a few years before Anne-Sophie said, you know what, screw this, this is my family's business, I'm going to do it, and came back into the kitchen but had to teach herself, you know, from, from scratch. And it took her, I think she said something like, 17 or no maybe 14 years before she got that third star back you know wow. and you know that really gets to me and she's such a, a beautiful humble woman and and she you know the food she does is magic if you ever get the opportunity to, to go out and and see Anne where Sophie, is she in france uh south of france um yeah i'll come back to you yeah. okay <laughs> really nice green bit <laughs> desert there's a river that runs through it Food was good. <laughs> alcohol was good too. Yeah, I think I'm an alcoholic. I, was like, no, I only drink on Sundays. That's what my doctor said. No. <laughs> okay, back to London. Where's good to eat in London right now? Another thing that I'm sure everybody's dying to know. We're so lucky in London. We are, uh, we are really so lucky. In London. Absolutely. I love Sabor. Neva's a great yeah. friend. Um, so Sabor is one of my favourites. Um, there's this place called uh, Flesh and Buns. Do you know? Yeah, that? I know. With the Pisco buns. button in the middle. <laughs> You can get alcohol-free ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good, is it? It's like, uh, so, I mean, I love it there. I mean, the fact that, you know, you can choose your, your, your meat and, and you've got the bowel burns and you fill it up with some salad. You know, it's, it's, it's so simple, but so great. Um, where else? Uh, I mean, you know, simple stuff. We love to nip down to Roca, for, for example. Is this Roca, simple. Yeah, it's one of yeah. my daughter's um, favorite I love ones. Roca. Uh, Kiln. Kiln well. is brilliant. Very cool. Yeah. If you haven't been to Kiln, it's not that far. It's really yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, but uh, I know there's a few new places coming out as well. So. Yeah, I mean, London, it's a bit like that, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. of a carousel. So there's stuff opening up all the time. And pop-ups. I have a theory that if you open a restaurant, you should call it a pop-up because pop-ups just attract attention. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's I see, I think that pop-ups, when yeah, it's a pop-up, they a always work. Idea. Yeah, look at cricket, pop-up. It's not a pop-up anymore, is it? 
So, so really yeah, sorry, guys. The, we're the way to go, the way to go. No, it's a, like it's a it's a full on restaurant. They've yeah. got like three restaurants now. But start as a pop up, and then the and pressure's then, off, and then you know you, you word just of get, the like it's only like to infinity and beyond. You know, I'm going to tell it to the contestants. And it's like, you know what, guys? When you open your restaurant, just go as just a pop-up. call it a pop-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to be fine. Pop-ups are the way. <laughs> and what have you got coming up for 2019? Oh, Christ. A lot. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good year. It's a busy year. Um, so we're filming at the moment. We're currently trying to fit dates in of Giles for the next hotel series. Yep. Um, but I can't do anything until September. Uh, MasterChef wraps in July. Um, then I'd like to have a month to focus on the restaurant and, yeah. and have a week off with the family. Um, working on a book. Exciting. Um, yeah, which, uh, again, will be out sort of next year. Uh, doing Pub in the Park, a few of those with Tom Carriage yeah, as he's well. Great. So this Sunday I'm in Marlow, I think. Yeah, um, doing Marlow this Sunday. Um, yeah, there's just loads going on. You know, you just got to keep active and, and keep busy and, and that. I owe Tom a few favours, so... Yeah, Definitely doing, yeah. active. Are you doing Taste of London? I think I'm popping in for a day. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do a full thing, so I drop in for, for a day, maybe do a demo or something like yeah, that. I nice. can't remember what I said yes to. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, we'll ask someone about yeah, that. Yeah, um, but also I'm judging the San Pellegrino Young Chefs Award. Yes, I know yeah. that. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's so also, great. I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, absolutely, doing. you know, and I love, like, discovering the... Yeah. The next talents or things so i'm excited for that i'm judging uh something at the vna for secondary schools so it's like the designer awards yeah the secondary schools and, and they're really pushing you know schools from from areas which are really tough on on budget yeah. and that uh to create new things and i think one of the criteria is, is how would we cope uh you know uh eating less meat and they've got to come up with an idea for that so that's something quite exciting cool. to, to be a part of with the vna um, and I can't remember that. That must be so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's no, good. So coming to kind of to the end now, last kind of few questions. Three things you would advise people to always have in their cupboard to whip up a kind of quick dinner party dish. In their cupboards? Um, eggs, really important. <laughs> uh, can't do without eggs. You know, no. I, I go to them as well. Um, you know, also uh, flour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Specific flour, like... No, just plain just flour. Plain you know, flour. if you had to do a quick dessert, you know, you can do a layered crepe. You know, that's a really yeah. easy one. You know, worst comes to worst, you know, throw Nutella in between it with, yeah. with almonds. <laughs> a layered crepe. Yeah, layered. You know, just do like yeah. 30 of them up there. Yeah, and yeah then, that's you know, clever. Shave chocolate on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this it is like your simple dessert. I'm just loving this. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is kind of like haagen ice cream with like everybody eating from oh, the top. that kind of Layered simple. crepe. Yeah, no, okay. no, it's oh, great. Sorry. I'm going to, uh, th that's going to be my next simple dessert. Layered um, crepe. Yeah. Uh, eggs, uh, flour. Uh, what else do I always have? I love fennel. Uh, as well fennel yeah, I love fennel too but that's salad, a rogue ingredient yeah, yeah yeah with a mandolin it's, it's easy salad yeah, I actually had so a I mandolin my own fennel for my salad at lunch today Ooh, get you. You, you you squinted then didn't you <laughs> no, you definitely like, thought I was going to say, say something you else your finger. I have actually done that okay yeah I had to go to A&E as well I'm not good serious at thing honestly I don't. Serious. I'm not good neither at neither was the person who I was cooking the guys for. cut themselves in my kitchen I was like please yeah. fuck <laughs> off and bleed in the corner you know it's like who's trained in first aid yeah, besides me because <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm not coping <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, you cut yourself doing so, cooking it happens I've you have to be it. careful you know, yeah. yeah I've done it you have to be careful numerous times burns as well burn yourself 
You know what? I get burned by my bloody staff more than anything. Really? You know? Yeah, I, I'm sure they do it on purpose. Do you think? Yeah, you know, I swear. You're on the park. The early hours. Little bastards, honestly. It's just like, <laughs> damn you, second time tonight. It was like <laughs> no, I think they do it on purpose. But I hope not. So no, Fennel, I'm a pretty good boss. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine you. You're a pretty good boss. <laughs> Do you have you had staff who've been there for a, a long time? How long have you? It's 2017. Two years. Yeah, two yeah. I've been over two years. It's great. I've got my key management team that great. we opened with. Um, yeah, and my guys. And girls normally do a year or so, you know, uh, with us. But it's it's like a family. Yeah. You know, I call them my kids, um, and they can be a pain in the ass. <laughs> but um, you know, I love them, yeah. and I think that's why I spend so much time in my restaurant. Is I like to be a part of it, and I think it's important that uh, my team see me involved. You know, I'm never someone who planned to be in television. It is something I do on the side. You know, I'm a chef first and foremost, and my business means you know so much to me. And the people that work for me are very important. You know, so looking after them and and making sure you know as as an employer, it's important that they eat well, that yeah. they rest. Uh, you know, you encourage them to exercise. You know, and and to look after themselves. Things that were taken for granted when I started in the industry. Yeah. No. Because it's changing now, definitely. Hugely. My guys work four days a week. You know, Great. They still four day a week is something I'm I constantly want four days campaigning. You work like nine days a week. It's sometimes you have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes you have to. I mean, this weekend, just gone, for example, um, my sous chef and my head chef, I swear they did it on purpose. Uh, they, they booked the Holidays. weekend off. Yeah, okay. together. And they, you know, and I was like, you guys need to sort out who's going. And, so, and they both come back and said, oh, our girlfriends are both booked. You know, have booked. And I was like, you know, so men, I couldn't take a day off. And so be it. Shit yeah. happens, you know. Um, but Saturday, for example, was, you know, when you get a crap day, it was a crap day. So I said to my junior chef, I said, look, I haven't had a day off um, in like seven days. I'm going to come in at eight, okay? She was like, What Fine. time do you normally come in? Or would you? Half seven. Half seven. Yeah, okay. so I said, I'm going to come at eight, 8.30. So just open up, make sure everyone's fine. At half six on Saturday morning, my phone is going ding, 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 ding. You know, I was like, chef, the alarm's going. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Oh. You know, I was like, right, just leave it. I'm on my way. And I get there. And I thought she meant like just a little alarm's going ding, ding, ding. But it was like massive. So, <laughs> so I had these pits in the kitchen with sort out, you know, the fat and everything. And something happened. It jammed. And the, you know, and the mute button wasn't working. Uh, so I was like, what the hell? Do I, okay, so talk, call the technician. It's like, can you get here? It's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to be an hour. So there's things going ding, ding, ding. And then sets off the fire alarm, right? Oh, it's like fire alarm's going. It's like, eight, <laughs> oh, like oh, fuck. Okay, the fire alarm's gone. And then it's like, chef, chef, there's no more hot water. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like the fire alarm, it cut off the boiler oh system. You know, so it was no hot water. And then the phone goes, you know, I was like, yes, chef, I'm sick. <laughs> I was like, kitchen porter's just rung in sick. You oh, know, I was shit. like, oh, fuck. You know, I was like, <laughs> It's fine. We'll be fine. You know? <laughs> and fine. And then it's like, chef, they haven't emptied the bins. You know, the, the oh bin God. company have decided not to come and empty the, the, the bins that day. So I'm on the phone every five minutes leaving a message on this guy's phone. It's like, it's me again. <laughs> you haven't emptied my bins. I paid for this service. I'm going to keep calling you till you answer me. For, you know, and I sit in my, and my alarm on my phone every five minutes. It's me again. You know, that's how crazy I get. You know? So I haven't had sleep. So don't fuck with me when I haven't had sleep. Bingo, you know? I'm really yeah, hoping the bingo is like, here. oh, this crazy woman. It's like, it's me again. So that's it. I'm going to find them on Twitter. So I tweeted them. Right, why isn't 
anyone answering my calls. You've got crap servers. Five minutes, and my phone goes, hey, it's the bing guy. It's the only time I go on Twitter, actually. This is how crazy it is. But you thrive on it, you know? So it's going crazy. And then three boxes of artichokes arrive. You know, the guy in the gun is, you can tell he's going to cry because he's got three. I was like, look, I'll do them for you. He's like, yeah, chef, thank you, thank you, chef. You know, I'm doing this, like, 4.30, turning these bloody artichokes. And I see him, he's in the pastry. You know, he's talking, and he's just scooping something. I say, okay, maybe he's making something for the celeriac, he needs that. Six o'clock comes out, and this cake pops out. So where'd the cake come from? So like, I made it, chef. I was like, oh, you made it at home? He's like, no, I just made it in the afternoon. I was like, you fucking made it. <laughs> you made a cake while I was prepping. You. I had to <laughs> that was the kind of day I had. And then the technician who came to fix the pits, he arrives at three o'clock and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I can't open it right now because, you know, you've got guests in the restaurant. So I'm gonna have to come back tomorrow. I was like, tomorrow's Sunday. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, what time do you want to come? I can come in at 10 in the morning. I was like, okay, I'll see you here at 10 in the morning. You know, and that's life of running a business yeah. for you. But I'm going back tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you better not make another bloody cake. You know? I really <laughs> hope the bins are empty. He made cake for staff. You know, I was prepping. Was it a birthday? No, no. He just thought he'd make a cake for staff because he didn't want to prep his artichokes. You know, so as you do. As you do. Definitely, definitely, definitely a good boss though. Tapping those artichokes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Did you get a slice of cake? Was like, my husband was like, you know, you've got guys to do this for you. Why don't you do it? And I was like, oh, I like to help them. You know, I'm fine. <laughs> Fuck, I was making a cake. <laughs> it's a good cake though. It's a good cake. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. At least they, they, they know their pastry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so party tricks. If, and you're not allowed tricks. to use cooking, sorry for this one, or artichoke peeling, what would be your party trick? If My they were party like, trick. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, do you sing? Do you dance? Can you do a handstand? Can you do a cartwheel? You're well. on the stage. Now's the time. Well, if you're ready. No. <laughs> Um, actually, you know, it depends how many wines I've had. My daughter gets really embarrassed. I, you know, I like to start singing. You Do know. you? I love yeah. singing. But, you know, like karaoke singing. Yeah. yeah. The I best kind of singing. Yeah, and I think I'm really good at okay. it. <laughs> my, my daughter does it. We'll find out after lots of wine. We'll find <laughs> Come out. Come around. <laughs> yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah, so I like to do great yeah, karaoke singing. You know. Do you think we have MasterChef the musical, maybe? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, MasterChef hits the stage. MasterChef on ice. I'm feeling it. <laughs> No, we're good. I get asked to go on Strictly so many times. So yeah. Like, no. You'd be great on Strictly. Can you imagine Wouldn't the amount the of time. swearing I would do Yeah, okay, it? maybe. I'd be, I'd be like, off after the first, halfway through the first. What's the like, air time for that? It's like 7 p.m., isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, it's prime time. No. Okay. Wouldn't no. be good at it. <laughs> so last question. Yeah. Coming to the end. Three people, anyone in the world, alive or dead, Disney characters allowed You'd have to your ultimate dinner party, and why? Disney characters allowed. Yeah, they are allowed. I like Disney, so they're they're allowed. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I would have my mom. Nice. Uh, definitely my mom, because she hasn't seen the restaurant. Um, so I think I lost her just before I opened the restaurant, so I named it after her. I'm sorry. Um, uh, huge fan of uh, George Michael, and I think it'd be hilarious yeah. to have George and, and he'd and, definitely sing. Yeah. And then Meghan Markle, because I really want to know if the baby is ginger really? or not. Really? Yeah. There's always a rogue one. <laughs> you know? I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> there is always a rogue person. I'm like, I can't believe you will. You would want that. That's brilliant. Meghan Markle. Please don't tweet that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what would you cook them? Your mum? 
George Michael, Meghan Markle, what are they getting? You know what? You want to please everyone. Silas it's got to be something bloody vegan. <laughs> <laughs> is Meghan Markle vegan? I, I feel like she know. could be vegan. But she cooks, though. Yeah, yeah. Does she? she, she cooks. I'm she sure she do, you, do you think she cooks? Um, no, my favourite thing in the world, and it's boring, but I love a roast chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you know, great roast Comfort. chicken. Nice gravy, great vegetables, you know, and then something like a really intense chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah. I love a bit of chocolate to finish a meal. Yeah, that, that would be me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for coming. And thank you, everybody else, for listening. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>enjoyed this week's episode if you liked it rate it review it talk about it share it and invite your friends around for supper this has been a studio 71 production thanks for listening and i'll see you next week Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.